What up artists? My name is Dwayne Jones. I'm the creative director and founder of a lifestyle brand called Art Pays Me. This is the Art Pays Me podcast and I'm passionate about finding ways that people like you and me can make a living for ourselves off of our creativity and you know maybe we can make the world a better place at the same time. Let's get into it. Okay, welcome to Art Pays Me. Today we have Keontae Beals. So tell you a little bit of a story. So I kind of first became aware of Keontae. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think my wife taught you at one point. <laughs> sure did. <laughs> <laughs> grade two, I think. Grade two and maybe grade three, too. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it was crazy. And then I started to, you know, a lot of years passed and I started to see Keontae pop up in various things. Uh, and uh, I'll let you explain what it is that you actually do. So Keontae, what is it that you do? Yeah, uh, so I am a singer, songwriter, producer, um, entrepreneur as well from Northwestern Nova Scotia. Um, I've been performing and well, I say singing since I was about six years old. Um, I started performing professionally in 2014. Um, and that's kind of where everything started for me. I learned keyboard. Um, I started kind of training my voice in a different way, which was outside of gospel music um, into a more classical uh, area, I guess, or space, um, genre. Um, and then I went to NSCC. I took the music arts program there, um, which kind of helped for sure shape out, um, my professional career as far as songwriting and um, scoring and a bunch of stuff like that. Oh, that's cool. So I, I, um, I don't really know much about music. So this difference between how you came up in music, like doing the gospel and within the church, how does that differ from what you would do on a commercial side? Yeah. Uh, you know what? I think the difference comes in just about, I guess, how you, how you choose to, use the style in, in the way that you've been taught um, with, with what's, I guess, considered being tamed. So um, in gospel, you know, there's a lot of gospel flair um, that comes with it. You know, if you do that lick or you do this run, um, it actually sounds like gospel music. And for me, you know, that's something that I would never um, take away from myself, but it is something that you learn to tame over time, especially it depends on um, which genre you're singing. Like when I do pop music, um, it, it can differ. Um, when I do R&B music, you know, although gospel and R&B are so close together, um, there's still different things that happen sonically and musically that you do change. And um, you acknowledge that. It's, it's all about being a professional musician too, that you acknowledge those things and you act accordingly. Mm, that's, that's interesting. So when you think about how you position yourself as an artist, do you consider yourself more on the pop side or do you consider yourself more on the R&B side or? Definitely <laughs> went outside of R&B um, a couple of times before, you know, I've definitely gone outside of it, but I feel like R&B is just kind of me. Like that's my sound when I'm singing, it doesn't matter if it's over a country beat or an EDM beat or whatever, type of production it is i'm always going to sound r&b and still have that gospel flair so for me that's why i would say more r&b but popular music is just whatever people's listening to you know so if it's if it's 
a pop record with an R&B sound, you know, that's pop music. So, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so at what point were you like, music is what I want to do? Oh, man, I can remember that exact moment, actually. Um, I was about 13 when I actually was like, you know what, I think I really want to make this a thing for me, like make it a career. I, and I don't even know if I said it or I felt it in that way because I was so young, I wasn't thinking career. I was just thinking this is what I want to do for mm-hmm. a living. Um, but I can remember, and I, I, I don't tell this story often, but um, I can remember when I was young, I think I was about maybe six, seven, eight years old. And I was in my grandmother's house. I grew up uh, in my great grandmother's house um, with like 10 other people, 10 other people um, shared a room with four of my cousins. Um, And uh, I can remember one night, Michael Jackson's Thriller came on (laughs) and it was the video. And I was so afraid. I was so scared of that video. (laughs) I was too. Like... It was so scary. I was like, okay. So I go into my grandmother's room. She's watching it. I go into my aunt's room, running, crying. She's watching it. Go to my mom's room. She's what everyone in the house is watching at the same time. So I'm just there crying. I'm crying. And they're like, don't cry, whatever. So I'm like, okay, I stop crying and actually take the time to actually look and, you know, observe what's going on in the video and at him. And I can just remember like his movements. It was something about his move. It was, I can remember this one move he slid and it it was just like, to me, like hauntingly beautiful. And I can remember at that time, just being like, I want to do that. You know, I want to be able to do that. I want to move like that. You know, I want to sound like that. I want to feel that. So I do believe that I, committed myself to that early on but 13 years old was was the time where I really decided I want to do this for sure Mm. so like I remember when Natasha taught at um, Nelson Winder her and like I have some friends that taught there too and they were always so like just amazed at how talented so many of the kids were and and then we would go to the church a couple of times and you just see like everybody can like blow, like seriously yeah. singing, like not just, they're not just singing, like they're singing. Like, but so how do you in, I, it's, it feels like interesting to me that you chose to take it to the next level where like so many people could, can sing like that. Like, what was it like? Do y'all just like practice singing or just like randomly up there or something like that? Or? Uh, we, we, I mean, we, we definitely practice, but not as much as, okay, like what's normal for me as far as St. Thomas Baptist Church goes, um, yeah. we'll go and, and, you know, on a Tuesday, because I'm still a part of the BYF, um, mm-hmm. But so you'll, we'll go on a Tuesday, um, all the choirs a Tuesday. That's where you pick the songs that you're going to sing. And you kind of somewhat skim over them a little bit, but not really. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on Thursday, they have the official rehearsal with the band. And usually they'll run over the songs maybe twice, each song twice with the band. And then it's like, okay, let's go sing the song Sunday. <laughs> but wow. I didn't know that some other churches and some other places, um, they rehearse like weeks and like months in advance to being in the choir on that Sunday. I didn't really find that out until literally like maybe two weeks ago when somebody told me and I was like, what? Cause it's, it's just so normal for us to just go and kind of do it. Um, so yeah, like we definitely do rehearse, but I guess not as much. 
as some of the other folks. It just, I don't know. That's crazy. That's that's crazy. Like it's literally like a concert, like up up in there. Yeah, uh, pretty much. Yeah. So you you describe yourself also as a singer songwriter. So you write all of your songs. I do. I write all wow. of them. Yeah. Okay. I write, and and what's new is I also produce all of them now too. So I make the beats, the arrangements. Um, I actually mix the songs too. So it's, it's been been pretty cool. That's I didn't know that. I was going to ask you. So was that? Did you do all of the production on King? Absolutely. Yeah. All. Of oh, them. I'm impressed. Even like that. Af- um, let go. It's got kind of like an Afrobeat yeah. feel to it. You did that too. Yeah, I I love Afrobeat music. Like it's one thing that I probably listen to the most, actually. Oh. Um. So it's it's yeah, I did. Oh wow, that's that's dope. Uh, what software do you use just for the nerds out there? <laughs> I use Logic Pro. <laughs> okay. It's musician friendly. That one is musician friendly. <laughs> ah. Okay. No, that's that's interesting. So like it it really kind of makes you um have complete control over your your creative process and uh yeah that i didn't know that okay so um let's talk about king then uh what what was the like motivation behind this album what what kind of led to you to this point yeah so i can remember first of all before even i can't even say starting this album but i guess um along the lines of getting ready to push this album and start putting it out there, I definitely was beginning to feel like uh, I didn't have a voice like that. I waited too long to release a project that nobody's going to listen. Nobody really cares anymore. I definitely had that moment of self-doubt and, you know, big props to like my support team, the people around me who kind of pushed me to, to kind of keep going with it. Um, But so in that time of of feeling that self-doubt, you know, I kind of, acknowledge you know like my vulnerability in that moment of saying you know what like I I don't feel um so secure in this you know like I'm I'm gonna let you guys know that I'm gonna be vulnerable and you know authentically say that I don't feel this but um I'm gonna move forward now that something that I've been like preaching for a long time like just be about being authentic um being able to show emotions and and not being afraid to show, you know, some of those weaknesses and that we actually grow from that. Um, And so with this whole album, that was the whole concept of it. And I use stories from the past three, four years of my life um, Mm -hmm. to kind of display that message, you know, showing um, vulnerability and, and, you know, showing that, yeah, like I may have got my heart broken. I may have been in this situation or that situation. So that was kind of the whole concept of the whole album. Mm. Cool. And yeah, like I could see, like you, you've got all kinds of things, like from the like the friend, the friend situations to like the yeah. romantic ones to like mm-hmm. you could see. Uh, I'm not. Sh- I was trying to figure out where Vodka and Me was going. Was it more like, you know, I'm kind of hurting and I'm just out here wilding? Is is that kind of? <laughs> <laughs> Ah, shoot pretty much that's pretty much the vibe that's pretty much the vibe yeah okay. yeah really aggressive and real you know <laughs> yeah yeah cool and so and then you asked me to make a cameo appearance in the video for king yes i did uh, yeah which like thanks again for that by the way 
yeah no problem it was it was beautifully shot um like yeah it, it, and and powerful and the just the timing of it was just it was just when we were really starting to like go through all of that stuff with um the the second uh or a third or whatever you want to call it um resurgence of black lives matter and and all of that kind of stuff and um yeah it was it was it was powerful it was a great great song so you want to talk about the the theme behind that sure yeah um so disclaimer right off off the the bat um that king doesn't mean like i wasn't saying that i was king of everything but i knew that that title would definitely um when people first saw that title that that's the first thing that they would go to yeah great that's amazing once they listen to the song they'll understand it um but yeah so king was basically just saying i'm not king of everything um basically it's one person that person being myself um being the rock of the empire um and the empire is mental health um, so mental health and, and, you know, you begin to break down due to, you know, all the stigma and police brutality, religion, um, some of the things that also um, have hurt our community for decades, um, like black on black violence and, and situations like that, you know, conversations that we need to have um, that are most definitely uncomfortable, but in order to grow, we have to have um, those conversations. So that was kind of the message behind King. Um, and, you know, oddly enough, King was actually written like a year ago from when I actually released it. Um, and I can remember like being like, oh, I just want to put this out. I just want to put this out. Why is it not happening? I was waiting on other people to produce the record. Um, it just wasn't happening. I People were taking too long and just doing the most. And um, so I decided to produce a record myself. And I just thought, hey, if it sucks, it sucks. I can always just wait on those people again to kind of produce it. Um, but once I kind of finished it and sent it out there to, you know, my circle of people, um, the reception to it was just honestly like overwhelming, like mind blowing. I did not expect that at all. And um, it gave me the boost that I needed to go ahead and do the whole project, produce and do the whole project myself. So nice. You did the keys on it too yourself? I did, yeah. Nice, nice. And um shout out to Kiki Beats actually. Yeah. Yeah, my guy. One of the best. Yeah. Yeah, like we gotta we gotta elevate elevate uh some of these local brothers that uh are doing mm-hmm. some incredible things and sisters. Yep. Yep. Uh, so like, and, and a lot of that was front and center in this video. Like you really, it wasn't just me that you asked to do a cameo. It was a bunch of like, just, uh, black men from around the, the city that, uh, and it was, it was a very nice touch. Yeah. And, and, and I had to have that. I can remember at one point it was like, <laughs> oh, we might not be able to do that because, you know, coronavirus was going on. My yeah. original idea was for everybody to kind of be together and there'd be a line of us kind of, you know, symbolizing unity yeah. um, and all that good stuff. Um, but I was like, we got to find a way to make it happen. So I came up with the idea for everybody to just kind of shoot where they are, you know, like yeah. do what we could do in that time. And when I shot the idea to some of the guys, um, nobody really understood. Like, I remember you said, um, <laughs> I don't dance or something like that. <laughs> I was like, 
what is my guy saying? You know, <laughs> but you know what? Somebody, I'm not going to put any names out there, but somebody actually sent a video of them dancing and stuff, but they never heard the song. They never even heard the song. They never uh, heard anything. So they were just, I guess, vibing to their own beat. I was like, man, <laughs> I was like, you didn't have to do that, but it's all good. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, oh, nobody kind of really understood it at first. And then I, I was just like, trust me, like I wouldn't do anything that's going to be weird, you know? Hmm. Um, and yeah, it is what it is today. Yeah. Like I was, I was nervous. So I was like, oh man, am I going to have to like, look like, I, <laughs> you know, I just didn't want to dance. Like I can't be on camera dancing. I can't be. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> he was like, no, no, just be comfortable. Just do do what you want to do. So I was like, oh, I'm just gonna me mug. Yeah, but and it was sweet though. <laughs> it it matched the vibe that I was looking for. I was like, dope, we got it. 10 seconds, great. And and it turned out pretty great. I loved it. It's one of my favorite parts of the video. Cool. Thank you. Thank you. And so let's talk about uh KBO's entertainment. So this is a new sure. thing. What's yeah. that about? So um, I definitely wanted to open up my own company, entertainment company, for years now. I think since I started, I, I was saying that idea. Um, I first began, I had a lot of ideas, you know, even like some of the things that I do on stage now, entertaining, um, like the dancing and stuff like that, um, that people shot down. I was like, no, nah, it's too big. You have to wait until you get big enough and be in the arenas and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Wrong. Um so it was something that I always wanted to do. And this year I kind of really, I guess, tied the knot, so to speak, and, and made it happen and uh, used this first project to be leverage of, of my own entertainment company, KBL's Entertainment. Cool. So, you know, I don't know if you've been aware of it. Most people have, but you see Kanye's been on a tangent lately about masters and uh owning the rights to own music and all that kind of stuff so i see like now i see you making these moves and that i'm finding out you actually do your production as well too what's your perspective on it as an artist like do you still think there's value in uh signing a deal is that something you're interested in or are you more interested in staying in the independent route uh i definitely will I'll say we'll stay the independent route. Um, For me, I don't think it's worth me getting to that point of like, okay, superstardom, A-list, and then fighting down to try and um, own some of the things that I should own anyway. Um, So it's just kind of me taking, um, I guess, that step, you know, and and just kind of betting on myself and and not having any regrets, hopefully. in the, in the end of all that, but uh, it's definitely something that's important, you know, and like we're in 2020, like when are the artists gonna start taking charge of, of what we're doing, you know? Um, everything that Kanye is saying, you know, despite, you know, <laughs> so I don't agree with everything that he does, you know, and has been doing, um, but it's, it's, it's true. Like we all should, should own those things. And it's just about taking the steps. Now, it depends, because I wouldn't, for me, I'm not interested in a record deal, you know. Um, and that was something that I've always said. That wasn't something that I was chasing, period, ever. Okay. I have always said, I don't want a record deal. I would do a publishing deal, um, but I would never do a record deal. The only thing record companies really have to offer now is money. Um, 
in their relationships with, um, you know, the streaming platforms, Spotify, Apple Music, stuff like that. Other than that, for me, there's there's no real purpose um, other than, of course, getting your name up there. But then yeah. you don't make what you're worth. What's the point? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's it. It's it's a it's a tough thing to understand because people automatically will see you on those billboards and, and stuff like that and, and not realize that you're actually not necessarily making a lot of money. Uh, nope. you, you know, you have less control of your image or everything mm-hmm. and you don't own your own art. Which mm-hmm. is wild. Man, like I'd rather be a slave for myself and I don't even want to say a slave. That's not even a good term, but mm-hmm. I would rather be somebody who works hard for myself and maybe have tireless nights for myself and my company and something that I believe eventually will create generational wealth for my family than to work for um, a label um, who's just working, you're working, you work, you don't care if you're sick, don't care about any of those things. They just want the money. And for me, that's that's not an option. Yeah. So um, if you were to, I, I, we're talking about the independent side of it, but if we're, um, well, I should say not the independent side, but like the business side of it, but from a creative standpoint, what would you suggest a budding singer do like anyone who's like, I want to be a I want to be an R&B singer I want to be a pop singer whatever it is what would you suggest they do I suggest that they get online and they learn their stuff man like you learn about marketing plans you know how to make one you know business plans how to make one what it means to go and show your face at a meeting um that you may not want to be at you know an annual annual general meeting that you may not want to be at for a couple hours, but just knowing and seeing the value in that, that you get to network while you're there. You know, the industry is there. This is your time to network. Um, Pushing yourself um, to be uncomfortable. I was literally (laughs) like one of the most shy people anybody could meet. Um, Especially when I first began, I can remember going to networking events and speaking to people and being so nervous that I'm sweating, I'm shaking and, and mm-hmm. like my words aren't even coming out clear, but I push myself to do that, to be uncomfortable. And, and now I can go anywhere and talk to anybody. So um, it's just about pushing yourself and, and learning as much as you can um, learn an instrument. If you don't know how to play an instrument, it all helps with music. Like at the end of the day, we're in the music industry. Um, you should know about music, you know, train your ear, get vocal lessons if you need to. Um, learn production everything's on youtube we have so much access to information you have no excuse to learn what whatever you want to what whatever you want to learn um so it's just about how driven you are and and um how much you really want it and i'm not saying that everybody needs to do everything Mm -hmm. um i'm just speaking from my own personal experience um you don't want to have to wait on everybody. You should be able to know what you're talking about when you're speaking about different things, you know? Like when it comes to video editing, I like to be in the room every step of the way, you know? Four mm-hmm. days, I don't care. I'll be there. Um, I've took, taken the time to learn softwares, different softwares when it comes to video editing. Um, all those different things, just about learning and, and also availability, being available when people call on you um, and being ready, always being ready. Hmm. So it's actually like almost like this. All this other stuff is just as important as like the singing is like what brings you to the table. Like you got the talent. You you know how to do that. Now it's like all these other things. If you actually 
want to make it as a professional that actually make a difference. Yeah, the talent is literally like 10%, maybe 20% of everything that you bring to the table. The talent, yes, is going to get people to look. Um, but what, what what else do you got? Because that can't be all, you know? Um, and, and some artists think that way. They're like, my music's dope. I'm dope. Um, you know, I can sing better than half the people in my city. Um, why ain't I popping off? Well, I mean, what are you doing? Like, are, are people seeing you on social media? You know, are people um, seeing you live? Are you going out and meeting people even when you may not want to, when you not may not be in the mood? Um, yeah. Like, how much time are you actually putting in? And that's not to say team no sleep because i'm definitely against that <laughs> i am so against team no sleep it's not even funny get your seven and eight hours of sleep <laughs> because you need those hours to function like whoever told us that team no sleep was something that was you know a way to go and get successful lied because you really do need those hours of sleep to function i get that amount of sleep every single night listen i don't play when it comes to my sleep anymore i get those hours i needed to be efficient the next day facts i was a lot older than you when i learned that lesson so congrats. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's wonder we all gotta learn because it's really not the truth <laughs> yeah yeah it's like when it's crazy because sometimes you wake up with an actual good sleep and you're like man i got all these ideas i what am I going to do? Okay. Doom, doom, doom. Let me just do this. And yeah. Then try to like squeeze every minute out of the day and night. It just, it feels good at first, but like, you're right. Your, your productivity is not what you think it is. No, you got to take, and you got to take time, man. Even like days of self-care. Maybe I wake up thinking I had a whole day of work planned. Um, and I'm just like, I'm just not in the mood. And I can see that with, you know, the first, 30 minutes to an hour of a day that you know I may just be having one of those days and I'll take the whole day off I'll clear my whole schedule push everything back and and I'll go out I'll message some friends they're used to me being spontaneous like that because my schedule is always crazy message some friends hey let's go do this let's go on a sea do today or or let's go and do this and and just take that time for myself it's important really mm -hmm. important right right so um with that said like you have anything coming up that you want to promote other than the current album? Um, <laughs> uh, I do have a few things, um, but I think I'm going to, I'll keep them a secret for now, but everybody okay. should just continue to watch and, and pay attention. There's a lot of surprises coming up. Okay. And are you looking for new artists for KBO's entertainment? Um, I'm going to, I'm definitely working with some artists um, right now who haven't yet launched anything. Um, but yeah, we're, we're working, we're working. Okay. <laughs> and when, when, this, when the time comes, everybody will see, see some of the folks and, and I think it'll be good. It'll be great. Uh-huh. All right. Interesting. Interesting. Um, Keontae, is there anything like you want to talk about that we haven't covered? No, I think I feel like we've covered everything other than uh, I want to give a shout out to North Preston, my hometown. Other than that, I think I'm good. Hey, shout out to North Preston. Yeah. Yeah, man. Thank you for doing our Pays Me. I appreciate it. And uh, which you must, I wish you much success. And uh, I, I think you're on the right path. I think you got a good head on your shoulders and you got some talent to back it up. So let's get it. 
Thanks, man. And thanks again for having me. Honestly, I really do appreciate this. And I wish the same for you. Nothing but success. And if you need anything, let me know. All right. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to the Arcade Me podcast. Thank you to Lange Beats for the theme music. If you got anything out of this show, please rate, review, and subscribe on whatever platform you're listening on. The more you do this, the more reach the podcast gets, and the more artists I can help learn to make a living at what they love. If you want to know more about what I do, hit me up at rpaysme.com or at rpaysme on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and Pinterest. See y'all next time.